you well there was that one time when we were, we were out waiting for an uber and i remember you just I, we ran into some random guy on the street or like this random drunk that was like hey what are you guys up to or whatever and then all of a sudden like alex entertains it and i just remember you muttering like don't fucking talk to him <laughs> like, please, do not talk to him don't fucking entertain them Pocket, a podcast by Jake and Dylan. Three, two, one, clap. Ow, fuck. What happened, Jake? <sighs> Nothing. You alright? I thought we could open this episode in a special way today. How so? Live with a song. Woman, a very, a very let me be your song. woman. No, 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 no. Woman, woman. Not to be confused with Roomba or Rumor. Yeah, we should sing the real lyrics. <laughs> Thanks, Doja. That everyone totally... Not Doja. I'm, Doja pretty cat, sh- right? I'm pretty sure it's Rihanna. Yeah, definitely not Rihanna like I originally thought. Silly goose. <laughs> you, you silly fucking goose. So how did you want to open the subject? That's how I wanted to open it up, by pointing out your flaws. By letting everyone know that you're just a mortal man like the rest of us. I'm... People may look at you and think, this, this, this is a god walking among us. But I say, I say nay. He can't, even my, get, he can't even get the words to a goddamn song, right? My days are numbered, just like the rest of us. Written by one of the premier artists of our generation, Miss Doge. Doja Cat. Pitiful. All right. Doja Cat to hard right turn. Nancy Pelosi. Well, slight turn. I mean, they're pretty similar when you think about them. Uh, a lot of influence. Drop this on me. A lot of influence on the world. Yeah, I wanted to talk about... Because just actually, it was just before we hopped on this, I saw that Nancy Pelosi's husband, who was in the news recently because he got a DUI, and he got off with... Let me make sure that I am accurate. Um, was sentenced to five days in jail and three years probation. Okay. And he got a full-on DUI. So, I don't know. Systems at play here. I j- it mainly just stood out to me because, like, Nancy Pelosi's been in the news quite a bit lately when because people are taking notice that... Her, her like stocks. her portfolio is just like blown up, yeah, and it's like yeah. pretty people are pretty damn sure it's like just clear insider trading, and that she's taking advantage of the system. Like she just like dump a bunch of stocks in like some sector that'll like then be announced that it's like doing poorly. I don't I don't know the specifics, yeah. so I can't talk too much on it. But my all I know is my my intern has taken quite the the love in day trading. All of a sudden, he, yeah. he's. He's been scheduling PT at like seven in the morning. So he's like, yeah, I've just been up at six and like don't have, he's like the classic 23 year old guy that just like falls in love with day trading for whatever reason. And all I've heard him talk about is like, yeah, just, she's like made a couple cracks at Nancy Pelosi and just like I pretty much just buy whatever she's, there's a, there's a Twitter thread that goes through all of her stocks. So we should get on that. Well. If I just we're invest on, bit by bit. We're sitting on quite the egg right now with all this pod money. Yeah, what, what should, yeah, listeners, what should we put our podcast money towards? 
We've got well over well over a hundred dollars. Well <laughs> over a hundred. I would even say well over a hundred and fifty dollars. Uh, well, not quite well over two hundred, well, but over two hundred. I would say well over two hundred and twenty dollars. <laughs> and if you mean well, if sixteen cents equates to well, then oh, oh right. yeah, oh yeah, I'm fucking rolling in it. So what if we put sixteen cents towards Nancy Pelosi stocks? We can flip that. We'll have we'll have a couple mil in no time. I think it's a, a pretty smart. Uh, Use of our money. I'm turning to Twitter. You gotta risk it to get the biscuit, man. You gotta have some skin in the game for this shit, alright? You gotta throw down some cheddar if you wanna make this uh this pizza. You know? You gotta get some cheddar, you gotta get some dough, you gotta You gotta get the sauce, you gotta cook it up nice, you know? Hopefully homemade. Get some got, cheese. Yeah. I just got fucking blocked. I just tried to Go on Twitter, and it's not worth having to log all the way in on my Ugh. laptop. Ugh. Ugh. Trying to go on Twitter.com instead of using the app on my phone. Uh. So, going oh. back to this DUI, yeah, did he did he harm or injure anyone other than the harm that he placed on everyone by the being public out on the road? by driving like that? I don't think he did. Let me let me pull up this article again. He's an old. Is there guy. like a lot of turmoil? I thought when I saw the note saying Nancy Pelosi husband, what the fuck? Like you were gonna say he had this like crazy fetish or like <laughs> all these photos got leaked. What uh, what do you think his fetish would be? I don't know. You seem to make a lot of foot fetish jokes, which the amount of foot fetish make, jokes that you have one made on fetish joke. I don't make a lot of fetish jokes. I don't make you a made variety a decent amount. of fetish jokes. You've managed to like drop them in, I'd say on average every three episodes, at least one. Probably which, accurate. Yeah. And so your fascination with making foot fetish jokes has made me start to like suspect, you know. It's made you look at I'm not gonna kink I'm not gonna kink shame anyone. But... We don't kink shame on this podcast. <laughs> but Jake, you're especially, on the hot seat, girl. Especially when it's something that's totally normal like feet. Yeah. He had a blood alcohol content of point oh eight two. And the limit no. is 0.08. I've, my guy, I've never quite my guy was three tenths of a percent away from a clean getaway. I've never quite understood how the punishment for a DUI—it feels like a like a death sentence in the sense that the the penalty for something in which is is like tracked and metered at you know specific BAC. Point oh eight, like, but as long as this amount is in your system, as long as less than that amount is in your system, then you're good to drive. But then, if you go even the slightest bit over, suspend your license, suspend. Nothing else is that like cut and dry. I mean, everything everything else is much more cut and dry. How about that? Uh, how is wait? How is that not cut and dry? I feel like anything else, if it's in your system, it's just like bang. But then alcohol, you can like do the math and do this like mental gymnastics of like. I had two drinks within an hour. No, 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 no. You can you can smoke a little bit of weed. You can do a little bit of coke. You know, you know. You can uh, shoot up a tiny bit. And you don't get you don't get popped. I don't know. <laughs> I guess I don't know if they have like field tests for some of that stuff. But yeah, a DUI can be anything, right? You just have to be under the influence. But yeah, I guess just for alcohol. 
Alcohol gets a pass on a lot of things, though. So that's okay. That's where I'm. Alcohol does get the pass on a lot. Yeah, of I think it's well known that it's like one of the. It's terrible for you, but it's just acceptable. It it's like how lives. it's like coffee, which is a drug as well. Yeah, yeah. I feel bad for this guy, though. I mean, I don't know how well they're doing, but he had to pay get this almost seven thousand dollars in fines. So. <laughs> Good thing Nancy's raking it in. Stonks. Oh, yeah. Stonks. Through the roof. Yeah. All right. Give me give me this uh, this next bullet point. And I don't this know next... if it's going to blend right into weekly gripe and hype. Because uh-huh. This next I bullet point. Two, two common words. This next bullet two... point is very much related to my weekly hype, which was I went to Portland this past weekend, visited a bunch of the homies. Um, slow homies, slummies, if you will. And we were, it was on Sunday and I flew back Monday morning super early and we're out. Portland has this really cool thing. Um, I don't know if you've experienced while you've been there, but they have these parking lots that have just been converted to essentially these food courts basically, but it's all made of food trucks. Yes, I've been yeah. to one of the food trucks like that. Yeah, super like cool. Food truck, food truck parking lots. Yeah, I've never, I've never seen that anywhere else. Um, like I, I know I've seen food trucks that have like permanent locations set up. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, never that. So that was really sick, and it was a cool like way to just chill on a lazy Sunday. But we're sitting eating our food, um, me and my four other friends, and this guy walks up to us and he's like, "Hey." do you support local artists? And my one friend just said, yeah. (laughs) And then he goes, oh, okay, here, well, here's some of my art if you want to buy any. And just like, man, like, no. (laughs) If I was the one leading the conversation, I would have just said, no, sorry, man. Like, we're not interested. And then you pitch them your photos and your podcasts. Yeah, and I said, but if you want to support non-local artists, (laughs) hit me up. And he, my one friend talks to him, like gets almost starts talking to him about it. And then the friend that initially said no, just said, oh, well, yeah, we're actually about to leave soon. Sorry. And he just looks at her and he goes, who the fuck asked you? And just walks away. Like 180, like flip of a flip of a fucking coin, like doing his salesman shit and then just snapped and just who the fuck asked you anyways, leaves, walks to the next table, family all happy. The next table, I actually looked at his art, and he was like, oh, <laughs> like joking around. And I was just, oh. So what does that say about you guys? You guys weren't happy joking around. <laughs> you guys no, probably totally just, different, different we side of him. We told him how it is. Sorry, I don't want to buy your fucking drawings, man. Go away. I, th- I, didn't, I didn't come to this place to buy art. I came here to eat fucking food. So <laughs> You can probably attest to this because I think... Alex and myself, Alex is probably worse than I am. Like if we go to the the farmer's market, you know, I usually make the mistake of if they're handing out free samples, I'll act a bit like intrigued or, you know, I'll entertain them. And if they're, they're explaining like, oh yeah, this is like the most organic form of milk. Like it has all these, (laughs) these superpowers. And I'm like, wow, like I get this milk. What's wrong with that? This this milk is actually, it's from my wife. Uh, (laughs) And it cured my cancer. Believe it or not. She's 65 and still pumping away. You know, if you just, if you never stop, they don't stop producing. So I make the mistake of 
entertaining it just a tad, knowing that at the end I'm going to be like, ah, well, nice meeting you. <laughs> you know, put her there. And then meanwhile, I, I've seen Alex do it a time or two where he'll entertain and like, wow, this is really good. And how much? And then he'll, he'll actually get suckered into like buying, like he got this hot sauce and although the hot sauce was good, it was just, I remember our first time going to the, the farmer's market first sample we try and sure I was enough, about to ask away with two bottles. first one like mm-hmm. some rookie shit right there rookie shit but i think you well there was that one time when we were we were out waiting for an uber and i remember you just I, we ran into some random guy on the street or like this random drunk that was like hey what are you guys up to or whatever and then all of a sudden like alex entertains it and i just remember you muttering like don't fucking talk to him. <laughs> like, please, do not talk to him. Don't fucking entertain them. Don't, don't make them feel like they're human. Please don't fucking. I think it's just been a result of living up here for the mm-hmm. past few years. Like you just run into homeless people all the time. And this guy wasn't even homeless. This was just. No, I'm just saying, like, oh, like running into people of that vein, where it's just you know. Asking Anytime they get asked for money, just sorry, man, don't have any cash. And then you just yeah. walk away. You don't talk to them. I jumped some dude's battery the other day in a parking lot when I was going to Safeway. It was kind of late at night, too. So I was a bit sketched. I got out of my car. He's like, hey, do you have jumper cables? I was like, yes. Can you jump my friend's battery? Uh, Sure. So I have to pull my car around. And this dude just did not smell good. Looked like he was living out of his car. Had a fucking Raiders hat, so that was just enough of like, oh, I don't want to talk to you. And then the guy, the natural pheromones. The guy who called me over wasn't even with him. He was just some like random homeless guy that I think the guy had recruited and was like, I'll give you some weed if you find people who have jumper cables. So I jumped his car, and he shook my hand, and I immediately washed my hand afterwards because he came out bad. Uh, anyways portland though portland was super fun this is becoming like an annual trip that we do so it's been a good time my friends ethan and chelsea shout out to them they they hosted all of us a guy and a girl yes they're a couple they live together wow if that's okay with you so do they live in southeast portland what a guy and a girl can't live together now just because it's portland just because it's portland a normal heterosexual couple can't live together is that what you're trying to tell me i was told that you were visiting teak friends which is a fraternity so i figured it was just like boys and boys only Nah, no i thought it was gonna be more of just a boys trip but i guess my teak buddy that's been domesticated by his fucking girlfriend (laughs) no i mean they've been dating since since college so she was always around but yeah it was there were (laughs) there were two girls there pretty pretty crazy um yeah and it was great. Hung out, got to see people I don't see too often. Played a little die tournament. It's become this annual thing of us all going up there and we play a die tournament on one of the days. And that same day, we do stand up, all of us. So we do the die tournament to get sufficiently drunk enough to where the stand up is like people are uncomfortable and, you know, it's just more funny when you're not sober. Mm-hmm. And. It was fun, man. It was good no, fun. No recording, though? No video? <laughs> no. No one films it. That shit's got to stay secret. How was your stand-up? I think it was pretty good, you know? I just... What did I talk about? Just a couple things. I just write stuff down as it comes to me. Um, the idea of starving people in the world and then 
wanting modifications to like a sandwich that you order because you don't like the food. Mm-hmm. So you want them to like, or like put more food on my food or take out the food. That's just a, I'm sure a foreign concept to some people. Um, and the similarities between uh, using chapstick and using a bidet, which I actually noticed while I was over there. Something you probably never thought of before. You know how if you use chapstick all the time and then you lose your chapstick, all of a sudden you're like, fuck, my lips are just dying. Sure. Well, it turns out if you use a bidet all the time, you're used to really never having to wipe essentially. Like, because the bidet, if it's a good one, should clean you all up. You have to wipe maybe once or twice to, you know, dry things off. Sure. And so I don't know if if people's uh, assholes built up build up some form of a callus or something like that, you know, but the skin gets tougher. But when you're not wiping as much, it just it's muy floja. Yeah, it's just raw, you know. So yeah, not fun. I had a stinging stinging butthole, as you might <sighs> might call it. You know, comedians really are the. Uh... The last last truth tellers of our generation. I mean, yeah. oh, those, those sound like some great bits, man. They were some really good bits, man. <laughs> Everyone was loving them. You know. Now onto the stage, Jake. You ever notice how your butthole and, and chapstick? All right, that's <laughs> my time. <laughs> What's up with that? Uh, my wiping too hard. Why am I shitting blood? Uh, so I'm guessing your gripe has to do with a wart in your asshole. Ugh. <laughs> yeah, I have a wart on my ass. Um, I got a wart on my hand, man. I got a wart on my hand, and I got it's this wart right under my index finger. And I previously got previously. this <laughs> previously in. My hand on my wart. I got it nitrogened off, liquid nitrogen, and they spray like a to shoot it onto it. I got it taken off twice already, and this fucker keeps coming back. And previously, I've had this wart for the past like four or five years, maybe even longer than that. I just never did anything about it because it, it wasn't ever noticeable. It didn't like hurt or anything. It just looked like a callus, and I have, you know, calluses from like lifting, so it just looked like another callus. Um, I lift, I lift quite often actually. Same. Very, very, very heavy weight. Very, um, it gives my hands count and I can rock climb, which is also pretty cool. So listeners, when you shake someone and they shake someone's hands and they're severely callous, is that like a turn off or cause my, yeah. my hands are pretty callous from lifting. Yeah. And I don't know if yeah. it's like truly acceptable. Yeah. Um, I bite, I bite my calluses every now and then. That's on the, yes. On the grosser side. Everyone does that, you know. Do you chew it up and and then then, oh (laughs) Uh, real quick I'll get into this wedding later but one thing while I'm on this uh, little ASMR yeah you chewed off the bride's calluses (laughs) no my gift to you the the mass like part of you know the the whole ceremony it was a catholic catholic wedding catholic mass and the priest uh there was the portion where he he did the whole you know body of christ and the blood and and asked those that are catholic to come up and but when he took his 
piece of the body of Christ, I noticed that he took the mic away from his his mouth, and it just made me think. Like I just started giggling to myself at the thought of if it was like an ASMR. Like all right, like the body of Christ, <laughs> and then. And now, my son, you must drink the blood of Christ. Ah. All right, everyone's come up. Oh, who's next? Who wants in on this? But no, good thing he moved his mic off to the side as he was very polite. He's a better man than me. (laughs) One of my my favorite things to do. All right, shall I get into my (gasps) grape and hype? I never lit my candle. Well, I never finished mine, really, but there's not much oh. more to it. I just I went into the dermatologist today and got it re-zapped off, and re-zapped. hopefully this one takes, because it didn't grow back, like, the same size this time. But, dude, it fucking hurts, man. I'm going to get a big-ass blister again, and it's going to suck, and it's going to just get in the way. Last time, the blister I got, I got the biggest blood blister. People are going to love hearing about this. Biggest blood blister of my life. I couldn't even close my hand over it because it was so big. I had to just, I had to poke it and drain it. Well, you know what pretty, will look great over that? Pretty brutal. What? Uh, I found these. These are pretty archaic. Um, they were in the uh, medicine cabinet in the downstairs bathroom at my dad's house, which has probably not been sorted through in years. And the they are some... Chi- like children's band-aids with Casper the Friendly Ghost on them. Whoa, those yeah. are very old. Uh-huh. That's some like late 90s, early 2000s shit right there. Holy fuck. And like even even like the the color of the box and like the advertising is just like <laughs> it's like dusty and like outdated. So. Old band-aid logo. But I, I remember love it. It was like great underwear. At my friend's house growing up when I used to live in Poway, he had a Casper computer game and we fucking loved it. It was the shit. I did not know you lived in Poway. Yeah, I lived in Poway until I was four. Wow. Well, you know, Tree Hollow Lane, baby. That Saber explains. Springs, what's up? Sabre Springs. Yeah. <laughs> I did not know that. Yeah, wow. from, the, from the inner city. Wow. Yeah. Hicktown. Grew up, grew up Republican. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. It's red country out here. Goddamn right. Red nation. All you libtards better not stay here. Be here when the sun goes down. You hear me, boy? I was in Old Town Poway, not that like a couple weeks ago to go. I to love, I love that area with the with the train tracks and everything. With the train, so fun to drive through. Yeah, so quaint. But I, I hadn't been there, and I don't know. Probably since I was a kid, I, I don't ever remember being there. Although my dad. Reminded me, I mean, I went through a huge train phase as a kid, so I'm sure I went there plenty, but... That day, Twains! Twains, Thomas! But, yo, yo, Tommy! But, yo, Dad, chuck on Tommy! But it was, I mean, it kind of reminded me of, like, Old Town, or... I mean, it was very, very, uh, yeah, historical, like the, very the western. Old, the old, like, Felt like I was in, like, a movie, movie set. My yeah. dream. A dream so, come true. All right, you ready for this? Dude, hit me with it. Hype. Lay it on me. Hold on, hold on. Actually, wait, 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 wait. Okay, now. Okay. Ready. Uh, so when Jacob, our buddy Jacob, was on the last episode, if you haven't listened to it, listen to it now. 
Uh, we talked 1999. Well, actually, a mixtape. Actually, if you haven't listened to it, I would go back and Anthony Fantano did a really cool interview with uh, Joey Badass. So probably go listen to that. So. And then. About that. About that. Um, <laughs> one of the things that I really wanted to talk about from that video, as much as I mentioned it, I never mentioned the fact that Joey. Because the, the reason I brought up that video so much is that it was actually an enjoyable listen, not because of Fantano, but because Joey Badass was very open and discussed a lot of different things. And one of the things that he said that I thought was really interesting was he compared, he made this analogy of like the rap game being like the crack game where um, basically like you, your fans become like hooked and addicted to like your product that you push out. And then all of a sudden you like try to change up your style or like do something new and change the recipe. And all of a sudden, like they want you to do that old shit, which is what he was talking about. Like with 1999, that he felt like he was pigeonholed a little bit because he did the boom bap. And then anytime he does something new now, that's like, you know, just different from what his fans expected um, or have grown used to. Then all of a sudden he gets hit with all these complaints. So I was Mm -hmm. upset that I didn't bring that up with Jacob. Um, but if only kind of, if only you had an opportunity i mean we only, only we only yeah. mentioned that video what once so yeah you know you know what i was thinking i'll do i'm gonna go on i'll go on youtube and i'm gonna uh put a link for that episode in the comments of that video and just be like yo check out this <laughs> podcast dude they mentioned this video on this podcast Fantano <laughs> getting the recognition he deserves finally see if we can get some interactions but the other thing i never mentioned on that on that podcast episode was uh rejects r-e-j-e-x um i don't know if it's available on spotify or any other spots aside from soundcloud but on soundcloud uh joey had released just all these rejected tracks that didn't make it onto 1999 like years ago um and it's funny because like even like the art for for the playlist or whatever is like the 1999 logo or the 1999 album cover but it's like a crumpled up piece of paper so it's like Mm-hmm. They got rejected and thrown in the trash. Whoa! But there's, yeah. I mean, it's worth a listen. I wish I, I wish I'd brought it up on the episode. Just to that like, sounds cool. I'll check yeah. that out. Yeah, worth checking out. But that's my gripe. That's my gripe. There's probably a lot of other things that I could, I could gripe about. Um, but I will start to hype and take us into Cosas Nuevas because mine are, mine are very much linked. I mean, my hype is going to a wedding. Dude, being at a wedding, being in a place of love, of acceptance, and yes, watching this beautiful relationship, uh, this this beautiful ceremony. Yeah, but it was my first ever wedding, so that's my my new thing is going to a wedding. John yeah. Saint Marie, longtime listener, supporter of the pod. He got married, friend. He got married. His one of his older sisters got married. I was invited to the wedding, and. Uh, First ever, I've got another wedding coming up in like three months. So I had made the joke to him that this wedding is very, very pivotal because for the next three months, it will determine whenever someone brings up or mentions weddings, whether or not I say like, oh, weddings are sick or like, yo, it's true. A lot riding on this wedding. A lot riding on this wedding. And uh, my report, weddings are sick. Weddings are cool. Hey, I don't, I don't want to make you guys nervous or anything today, but like, this is my first wedding. So like, there's a, this is a pretty big deal for me. The the thing though, the first so Michelle and Matt, the bride and groom, 
they are, I think, 28 and 30, somewhere in that age range. So just a few years older than us. Typical, but, um, typical marriage. And Michelle from San Diego, Matt from New Jersey. So you had the oh, West Coast. Yeah. His family and friends, hey, like, all from the East Coast. I'm they surfing live in New York here. Together. Sorry. But they, they live in New York City together. And so most of the people that were at the wedding that weren't immediate family members to oh. the St. Marie's, they were oh. from Jersey. Oh. Um, and all you in call all, this cool. a fucking wedding. Hey, yo, the first I... first portion of the wedding was uh, like yeah. a the Catholic mass ceremony, in which it was very very Catholic. It was very Catholic, yeah. And as someone at the reception later at my table for dinner, uh, someone said that was enough enough catholicism for me for the rest of the year like i think all pass none but, for me please but you could tell it was like very much for like the families or for the uh, the parents just to appease them like and and it was i mean matt and michelle are they're young like i've talked to them before and they're normal and they're not, young well, not that not that catholicism isn't normal at all or anything They've but you can't be crack. catholic and normal she was rolling for the ceremony. I think they the first have a fun time. I'm almost certain John said like one of his first conversations with Matt. Matt said something like, "So you listen to a Little Uzi? You're like <laughs> trying to <laughs> trying to relate. Like you, you listen like to this, uh, uh, you like this little you Uzi? Like Playboy Cardi? Oh, God, but um, you listen to Yeet. But so for that portion of like the mass to be so like holy, reading scripture, and then meanwhile the one moment where their personalities came out because otherwise they were reading just like verbatim from whatever the priest was like showing them to read. And then all of a sudden their vows, I found out that I wasn't aware of this until talking to John a day or two later, but their vows hadn't been pre-approved. I think the priest wanted them to like be pre-approved. But yeah, I know they mentioned God forbid they say what they want. Literally God forbid they say what they want to at their own wedding. Because they, their personality actually came out because it was like, she made a joke, like, I promise to, you know, root for the Giants and Yankees and, like, read the NFL Twitter threads that you send me. Like, uh, just something. Oh, oh you but it do got, care. <laughs> it got a little laugh. And then um, I think he said something about the Padres. So my dad, like, loves shit, which loves shit like that. He always, whenever I ask him about his dates, that's one of the first things he, he'll mention is like, she yeah, she's a, uh, a Broncos fan, which uh, was interesting because she had a photo of her wearing a Chiefs jersey on her Match.com profile. It's like, all right, so like, what else about her dad? Like, oh, I don't know. I didn't pay attention to anything else. <laughs> so, but yeah, wedding was sick. Good food. Did you times, did you tear it up on the dance floor? Uh, no, I had to coach the next morning. So I had Alex in my ear like, texting me saying dude like open bar weddings are an awesome time weddings but are also an awesome time. i was an extension i was an extension of like oh i'm the bride's little brother's close friend that don't you know? matter dude weddings are for everyone to have a good time i i had a good time i had a good time i just had to leave no, at like no they're for you to get fucked up and to make an ass of yourself you gotta take home one of the bridesmaids, dude. You could tell that the the bridesmaids and groomsmen were all like, you know, they'd been around each other for two or three days. At one point, I went to the bathroom and there were a couple of bridesmaids standing outside. 
And I just God, I have to take the biggest shit of my life. <laughs> no, I just overheard one of them, like, where they were discussing, like, oh wait, which one's he? Oh, the best man? Yeah, no, he's really sweet. Yeah, you should. Almost like a pity fuck. Like, yeah, you should. <laughs> no, 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 no. He's so sweet. He no, looks so he's cute. Just, he's just misunderstood. No, I know his jokes should. are You should. You should. His speech was so cute. <laughs> what? So there were two best men. And What? Yeah. What, the first speech was like a little bit more Isn't like... Isn't that... You can't... I don't know. They both, how can they both there be two speech? of the best... There is the quite literally the word means that there is one, but one one had his speech written out and pretty much referred strictly to that and, and to the point where it like kind of fucked up the timing of his jokes, you know, where it was like make a joke, all jokes aside, <laughs> like just read, 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 no spacing. But then the the next guy, you could tell he was like. Life of the party didn't have. What is up? Yeah, what's up? We've got the East Coast and West Coast here. This is good, good time. Like, he made a he made a Philip Rivers joke. He said he said, "Man, San Diego, this place is beautiful. No wonder Philip Rivers was pushing out kids left and right, or whatever." It's, <laughs> like it didn't quite make sense, but I got where like the fact that he made a Philip Rivers uh, reference, I appreciate it. But then, but then in his speech, he mentioned how they went to to school or. That him and, and Matt, the uh, the the groom, yes. did not go to the same college, but he was there every week to where they would joke, or he was there many, many weekends to, the, to where they would joke that he studied abroad there. And then he followed <laughs> it up by saying... Oh, and I studied a few broads there. Yep. yep exactly. <laughs> oh, oh, hey, oh, oh, whoa, oh, hey. And, and oh, that, was, eight, that oh. was like a classic when he, when he said, abroad or two. Uh, oh, yo, hey, yo, whoa. It was very Somebody much stop like a, this guy. Very Ow. much a little little bit of like a groaner. I have three illegitimate kids. Oh. <laughs> my my audible laughter. I am drowning in that, child support bills. I, oh. My, my audible laughter stemmed from the fact that uh, I was just like surprised that he went there. Especially... I don't know. Everything else had been like pretty tame up until that point, and so then for him to like make that joke, and you could tell like the parents that were in the front row were like, uh, uh, "I studied a few yes, broads on the day, and even caught a few cases of syphilis." Am I right, guys? Mm-hmm. Oh, whoa, whoa! HPV. Hey, <laughs> I Probably. have I have herpes, ladies and gentlemen, and they're not right. going away. But yeah, first wedding. <laughs> just like you two, Matt and Michelle, just as your love will last with each other forever, so will the herpes that I picked up when I was studying a several broads at Matt's college. The, the groom's father, his speech was like, had everyone ready to run through a brick wall. He didn't have any notes or anything and just went up there and was like, you know, my... My daughter's wedding a few years ago. It was their their song was unforgettable. So I my speech was all about how this relationship is unforgettable. But Matt and Michelle, you two are unstoppable. And then like proceeded unstoppable. And then he mentions, and did you guys notice that when Matt came out and then he you know jumped because I guess when the bride and groom came out, Matt then like the groomsmen. Come running out, then all of a sudden the groom gets introduced, 
And then Matt jumped and basically like did like a stage dive as his like entrance. Mm. And the dad mentioned. And I'm not gonna lie, I got a handful of that kid's package. All right, <laughs> I'm so happy to tell you all that my son is a man and he's packing well endowed. But <laughs> just like your old man, eh? You mentioned. He mentioned. We both that. have herpes, and we both got it from Matt's school. <laughs> <laughs> but, but he mentioned he goes i don't know if you noticed but his friends they elevated him they elevated him and she michelle elevates him and this relationship is unstoppable and so everyone was sitting there like let's fucking go <laughs> so i i basically copy pasted verbatim what he said and i uh, went to my 12 u practice the next morning and said you guys are unstoppable we're gonna run through a brick wall yo all right, slingshot. Lines. I've seen a couple of you guys in the locker room. Ah, no, let's not go there. We'll, we'll cut that out. <laughs> I want to keep your job safe. <laughs> no, no locker room. No locker room. Uh, I've seen a couple of you guys' cups lying around. Uh, I know you like my boy Matt. Uh. <laughs> All right, we'll mark that down. Around 30, <laughs> no, no, no. 38, we, we, 20, we will be... <laughs> no, I can keep that in. You sure? Jokes are jokes. Except, when, except when they're not. <laughs> Did it just get really hot in here? Uh, <laughs> thinking about that. Got me, got me sweating. All right, let's hear about the Slingshot Lounge. Dude. More Portland. Let me fucking tell you about the goddamn fucking Slingshot Lounge, ladies and gentlemen. You're going to, next time here in Southeast Portland, mm-hmm. you are going to head to 5532 Southeast Center Street, Portland, Oregon, 97206. Not an ad. Not a fucking ad. And you're going to go to one of the best dive bars I have been to. Hearing about this wedding makes me feel like I feel like I should be talking uh, a little East Coast, Jersey, New York. Mm-hmm. Hey, yo, uh, Slingshot Lounge, oh, baby. You're going to go in there. You're going to get yourself a rusty nail, and they're going to make it way too strong, and you're going to get a little drunk off of that. And What's a rusty nail? Rusty Nail is uh, scotch and drambuie, my guy. Maybe a little lemon in there, too. And you drink that? Yes, it's a classy man's drink. Just, I wasn't sure if you were just saying, like, that's like that's what a man would get at the Slingshot Lounge. That is what a man would get at the Slingshot experience. Lounge, because that is what I got at the Slingshot Lounge. Um, you're going to go play some pool. It's it's just it's just a nice bar, and they got a couple pool tables. Games are only 50 cents. You just love dive bars or what? Oh, I love dive bars. That's the preferred method of going out is a dive bar. And they had, it was so sick. They had all this art on the wall for sale. And I don't know how it was made. It looked like it was maybe like like fiberglass or something like that. But it was just a bunch of these cool shit. I wish I had taken some pictures. I came honestly close to like buying one because. That's, and that's not like you because you don't usually support local artists. No, generally, especially when I'm in Portland. Ugh, I'm never going to support a local artist. It was so sick. It was just like a bunch of, it was just like pop culture shit. Um, maybe they'll have pictures of it on the Google thing. On the Google machine? On the, on the internet machine. Yeah. And so it's just, I don't know if you can quite see that. 
It looks like art. Yeah. The dude abides. The dude and like a bunch, there was a bunch of like feminism rules and stuff like that. Like destroy the patriarchy. And I was like, all right, settle settle down there. But a bunch of really cool shit. Kind of wish I bought one. But Slingshot Lounge, man. You play some pool. You play some um, Buck Hunter Reloaded. You know, you drink with the homies. You just have fun, you know? I feel like you could do a lot of those things just west of Portland and Beaverton at a place called Ichabod's. Oh. Ichabod's Tavern, which is uh, an official sponsor of the show. Yeah. <laughs> well, soon to be. It's my grandma's tavern. My mom. She owns it? My grandma. My aunt. Yeah. Whoa. Why aren't they yeah. a sponsor? Huh? Why aren't they a sponsor? That's a good question. Doesn't make sense. You know, the liability of being tied along to this show. This, 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 this nonstop, uh, no breaks train ride of, of satire and, and talking about going to the January 6th, uh, insurrection and no holds barred and nobody is safe. Not even Ichabod's, even though I heard it's a lovely place. You would, you would have gone to Ichabod's had you come to Portland with myself, Brandon, Gabe, Alex. Also could have beat off with my friends in a hotel room. So that would have been fun as well. Different, different trip. Ah, shit. (laughs) Different trip. This is when we visited Jacob and Jacob and Tommy and Andrew came down from UW. I think... Basically, anyone, including yourself, that was in the UC system or CSU system was still in school. So, I think it was basically just you weren't able to go on the trip. (laughs) And so... Yeah. Yeah. But those that flew up with me, first thing we did, little Ichabods. Although, we weren't 21, so we couldn't go in. It was just got to eat the food. (laughs) But it was was really good food. Well, I think I ate like a majority of... I think Brandon or someone was like on a diet. Ugh, and then I'm not going to eat this. Interested. But Portland, can't wait to go. Portland, baby. I'm I'm having like, I think I might have mentioned this on one of the episodes recently. I feel like I had to mention it because I talk about it all the time. Um, like, I'm accustomed to going to Portland twice a year, usually once in the summer and once for Thanksgiving. And so like now that the summer's gone by and I have yet to go, I'm like very much craving like my body, my my biological clock or whatever it is. Having withdrawals. My circadian rhythm, something, something runs through Portland. But in due time, Thanksgiving time, I'll be out there. Can't wait. Fuck yeah, dude. All right. Give me that culture. Oh, me that. Uh, you want me to lay it on you? Yeah, for this, uh, it's just a song this week, but it's not just a song. All right. Okay. It's called. Witch in the Cut by Milo. Witch in the Cut. Bees, bees in the trap. Yeah, pretty much the same thing. Um, by Milo Korbensky. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's just really chill. Um, God, I don't even know the best way to describe it. Indie rock, kind of, but I don't know, modern, like, new wave shit. Let's play it for two seconds. We can just mute it. Be careful. That's the taste. So, 
cool, like, trancey, you know, we got a little synth, playful little synth in the background, a little guitar, and his vocals are just super nice. And how'd you come across this song, Jake? Discover Weekly, man. Discover Weekly. My Discover Weekly is finally good again. I went through a stretch of it sucking, so I just stopped using it. And then flying, you know, recently, I was like, ah, why don't I check it out? And it was good. So we're back. You're back, huh? We're going to be discovering a lot more music. We're going to be discovering weekly. That's it for me. Short and sweet. That's good shit, man. Yep. <sighs> All right. Yesterday, we're recording this on Tuesday night. Yesterday was Bachelor Monday. Uh-oh. Bachelorette Monday. Uh-oh. Uh, I am, I know I mentioned on, I think, the last episode in which we talked to Ferda. I mentioned all the shows that I'm catching up on. I was watching some uh, Better Call Saul today. I think I've got like two more episodes left and it's getting fucking juicy because we're like now tying in all this Breaking Bad shit. And like there was just a special appearance. Don't spoil it. I'm not giving any like crazy details. It's just that like the the timelines, timelines are starting to. Dude, now I know he's going to be in it. What's the point of watching? But the timelines, the timelines, Jake, but anyone that knows, lines. Better Call Saul's a prequel. And so that's like part of the beauty of the show is that you're like trying to figure out, all right, I already know what happens or like this character that was in Breaking Bad wasn't in Better Call Saul. So what the fuck happens to them at the end of Better Call Saul? Like, where do they go? But I'll talk a little bit of Bachelorette because I was just told that uh, a certain wag, a certain listener of the show, I guess, enjoyed it. So yeah, she did. Uh, Last night's episode was f- fucking no. It was it was hometowns, hometowns, baby. And oh, we all know what that means. So there's, I think it's like the final three, final three or four, yo, of each woman's journey. In this case, uh, each bachelor's journey, they Big. they basically host the bachelorette and like give them a chance to meet their parents and their family or whoever in their hometown. And it was crazy because. This bitch, Rachel, bah. who Jake feels for, um, she <laughs> the, the crybaby. She so get this, this poor guy Tyler, like super sweet, like n- like very much like nice, Tyler. Guy, right? Very much like nice, a little like more ratty, and compared to like the other two guys, like the other two guys are very much more like macho that that or the other three guys that she's talking to, much more like macho. But she had given him the first rose. The week prior saying, uh, I cannot wait to meet your family. And then meanwhile, during the hometown, the first thing they do is like go around his hometown before then having like dinner and sitting down with his family later. But as the hometown's going on, she like goes up to her producer and it's like, I just feel so bad. Cause like she said this, she said this thing early on. Like, I don't know if we can get there. Like I'm, I'm excited to see if we can get there. They always say this in like their little moments with the camera, this terminology of, I want to see if we can get there. Never quite understood. Tyler, I cannot wait to get there for you. Cut to, <laughs> I don't know if we're going to get there. Exactly. And so she then goes up to her producer and is like, I feel so bad. Like, cause families are getting involved and like, I'm just not there. We're just not, we're just not there. There's not enough time. That show that. is so fucking and stupid. <laughs> so she, and it was really, really unfortunate because, uh, this guy, Poor guy, hard luck loser. Just he, super sweet, 
But then he just like starts babbling like as she's trying to like sit him down and like break things off. He's explaining like, yeah, and, like every week I just like fall more and more in love with you and like da da da. And she's like putting her hand over her mouth. And this is awful because you know, you know my mom has cancer, so I really, I really told her I would get married before she died, and I think you're the one for me, and it's totally gonna <laughs> he, work out. His his line was something about like, and like I said, like my my parents they they told me you know if you're gonna bring someone back, like it's got to be someone that you know like you're gonna marry. Like oh, I'm done meeting that's, people, it's got to be the last one. So stupid. And so he's like rambling as she's she's sitting there like. Uh, Tyler, like, uh, with families getting involved, like, I just, we're just not there. Tyler, yeah. we're just not there. <sighs> but yeah, I watched it. I watched it a little bit yesterday with, uh, I was actually at my dad, spent the night at his place because he needed an early morning ride to the, uh, aeroport. To the aeroport. Yeah, he's going to Wisconsin. So Wisconsin. that's some fucking culture. Actually, Wisconsin. maybe, maybe this is my fruticulture. Fuck Bachelorette. Fruticulture is the fact that I just realized. Uh, my dad is going on this like impromptu one week long trip to Wisconsin. Uh, he always tries to go out there every summer. It seems like, but when I asked him what his itinerary was, and he's like, "Well, you know, I'm flying into Minnesota, and then I think I'm going to have dinner with uh, Craig uh, Banker and uh, like you know, one of my old fraternity brothers or whatever these names are." And it sounds like he's just reached out to a bunch of his friends that live in Wisconsin and like asked if he could like stay with them for a couple days, like each. And then if not, like, oh, I'll just probably go down to Madison and then maybe to Green Bay, watch a couple practices. And then maybe I'll spend a night in Door County. And it's just like I, I'm starting to refer to it as the Glen Gargas sweepstakes, like which Wisconsin town is lucky enough to like post Glen <laughs> for a night. But I'm, I'm now realizing that my summer vacations as a kid, that's what it was. We never had a real itinerary. It was just like, oh, yeah, we're going to stay with one of my dad's friends, you know, at the, at their cabin for a few a few nights. And, like, you know, he's got kids, too, so we'll all hit it off. And it's a good time. And you guys play around at the lake. And then uh, you guys could uh, maybe uh, go down to the lake, maybe uh, study abroad or two. Hello! Uh, name of the episode, Study Abroad. Oh. <laughs> or two. Hey. But, yeah. Just uh, my dad driving around. If you're in the state of Wisconsin listening to this, look out for uh, a man driving a rental car. Glenn Gary, Glenn Gargas. Yeah, he's probably going to be at Packer's Practice. Packer's (laughs) Practice in a day or two. I'm sure he'll be there. Try to make it out to like an owner's meeting or something. He can go see Dubs play. Some shit. Romeo Dubs. Uh, how do you want to end this, Jake? You keep on you keep on going with these uh, like recipes or little reading off something, and I'm I'm curious. Do you want me to riff off of it or what's? I've I've let you go. I've it's just, all I've ever wanted is for us to riff together. It's been a dream of mine last, for years one last now. Riff. You know, whatever. I try to keep it fun, flirty, fresh, spontaneous. I don't know what I'm going to say until about. Maybe 10 seconds before I say it. Because last time you pulled up a recipe for teriyaki. Mm-hmm. Stand by it. Every time you make it, it'll be fantastic. Did you pull that up beforehand? No, that's the one I use. So I make you... I make, I do, I make teriyaki chicken a lot for meal prep. So that was just off the top? Like you were just... Well, no, I had it on my phone, but it's in my, like, yeah. in my notes, yeah. Yeah, I thought you were reading off something. I was like... Oh, it was. I mean, I could almost, I could tell you what's in it. I couldn't give you the measurements. But pretty basic. Do you have a food scale? Do you use a food scale? Damn right I do. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Grams, baby. Yeah. Grams, milliliters. It's all the same shit. It's all about grams. It's all about that metric system. Yeah. <sighs> all right. What do you want to talk about? We can end it however you want to end it. I want to end it with a an ode to our listeners. Thanks for listening. Uh, your guys' support has been fucking awesome. It's getting one DM this past weekend. Getting, I'm just going to assume that every episode from here on out is going to accrue at least one DM of like, dude, keep it up. It's fucking great. I mm. listened to four episodes and yeah, really fucking sick. I love this one with yeah. Darren Asara. Uh-huh. Darren Asara. Yeah. That was a joke. But uh, continue to like and subscribe. Throw us a review. It helps generate drive traffic to the show. And it'll keep me from having to go on Fantana's video and like try to sucker people in the comments into listening. Yeah. Listening to our pod. Yeah. I think I'm going to do it. I'm almost certain I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it right now. I think you should. You know what? I, um, yeah, just kind of going off what Dylan said, like if, if you don't tell me that I'm doing a good job, uh, it's just not going to give me the validation that I need and that I have just come to not be able to live without. Um, you know, didn't have the healthiest childhood growing up and uh, just never never was told good job. So I, I don't ever know when I'm doing one and I don't ever think I'm doing one. So, so yeah, if you could uh, shoot me a text, maybe a call and just... Uh, Tell me you're proud of me. Tell me I'm a big, big, strong boy and that the world is my oyster and that, that I can do it and then I'm going to do it and I'm, and then I'm doing my best and then I'm doing okay. I'm about to copy public link to episode. Yeah. And I don't know if anyone's around a hug, hug could be good. Didn't really get too many of those. This podcast episode. Maybe a sleepover. I wasn't allowed to have sleepovers as a kid. And wasn't allowed to really no TV time unless I was with my parents. Only for an hour at a time. <laughs> Didn't get a phone until I was 20. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Had to this sh- podcast episode brought me to this video. <laughs> Comment. Had to... Had to share. Had to share an Instagram account with my mom. Still do actually. So. It's just me. It's just my quirks. Just you know, eh, I'm a little weird. <laughs> you know. But also sad. And lonely. All right. If you go to the Joey Badass Fantano interview and you look at the comments right now, you will see one from me. Awesome. Hopefully, and I'm going to throw it a like. I'm just going to like my own. So, yeah, go like and subscribe to Dylan's YouTube channel. This this guy <laughs> this guy fucking knows how the internet works. This guy knows how the internet works. And we'll, uh, we'll catch you next week. We love you. Avida Sane. Goodbye.